1: And joining me in the studio tonight is Pastor Jeff Vines from the States. How are you tonight, Jeff?
0: I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Good to
1: have you back <laughs> in Australia. Always
0: good to be in Australia. It's my favorite place to golf and to jog on the beach and to <laughs> just enjoy all the sunshine.
1: True. So one thing I was really keen to have a chat with you about is I found these five misconceptions about the nativity story mm. um, because we see these beautiful, cute little you know, baby Jesus in an amazing, perfect manger mm. and mm. the star and the... Three wise yeah, men, yeah. the animals and everything, but... I found out that there's a few misconceptions mm. about this and the way that we have painted the yep. picture in the Bible and tried to make it what we yeah. think it should look like. So the first one, if you could talk about this one, is the misconception is that there was a star in the sky the night Jesus was born.
0: Okay, this is interesting because as far as a star just settling over the nativity so that some shepherds could find the baby Jesus, that's that's one, that's not what the Bible says, and two, that would be almost an impossibility. However, mm. we do know... That the Babylonians were the ones who charted the skies and that associated with major events in New Testament times would be some kind of cosmic activity. Hmm. Now, what's interesting is that a lot of research has been done here, and we know that about the time Jesus was born, we had a comet, a blazing comet in the sky that actually made its way across the sky. And it would have led uh, the Babylonian, by the way, the who, the Magi are the ones who visited, right? Yeah. History would tell us that there is probably somewhere between 90-95% chance that these guys were Babylonians because they came yeah. from a distance, from the east. They also are the ones who charted the maps, so they would have been in touch with major cosmic events. So they also probably would have would have learned what happened or heard the prophecy of a king being born because they were occupied the babylonians remember they were occupying the hebrews yeah. so during the time the hebrews were in isolation or exile they would have influenced to a great degree babylonian history philosophy and especially in respect with the coming of the messiah so what you have is maybe not a star but you do have historically it has been recorded we had a major comet at the same time of the birth of Christ they were probably following this fireball in the sky
1: amazing that
0: would have led them somewhere around the town of Bethlehem but even when they got to Bethlehem they still had to stop and ask didn't they yeah. they stopped and said hey where's this child being born of course Herod doesn't know but he said when you find him let me know i want to go worship him yeah. so what's amazing is is more and more people have studied this it is amazing there was a major cosmic event
1: that is so cool i i just imagine instead of everyone putting a star on the top of their tree we'll put like an asteroid a comment, a comment at the top that be of the cool? tree. <laughs> that
0: would be a lot more accurate, by the way. <laughs>
1: Very true. Number two. So this is number two. There were three wise men. So according to this, we don't actually know how many wise men there were, but we think that because there were three gifts, there must be three wise men. In yeah. my opinion, it could just be one person with yeah. many gifts. It yeah. could be lots of people like, hey, just put my name on the card as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that?
0: Absolutely. The only thing we know for sure is they were men because if they were women they would have stopped and asked for directions.
1: <laughs> they would have
0: gotten there on time and they would have brought usable <laughs> gifts.
1: And wrapped the gifts too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So we know they were men but that's about all. Uh, we we assume there were three because of the three gifts that mm. each one brought a gift. So yeah, I, I, I'm right with you there on number two. It could have been one, could have been five uh, <laughs> and and I'm not sure anyone has yet figured out what myrrh is. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh has been a very heavy topic of discussion. Some believe it's it's some kind of a numbing, uh, uh, like an anesthetic of some kind. Oh. but why would you, why would that be a gift? So we're still trying to figure scary. out what that not is. For yes, Jesus. exactly.
1: After giving birth, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Give me some of that myrrh over <laughs> here, please. Okie dokie, ready
1: for number three? So number this one is there was no room for them in the inn. According Mm. to this, it was possible that they didn't go to the inn or lots Mm. of different things. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one too because it's highly likely that there was room but no room for them. Uh, it, It was probably more of a discriminatory thing than it was uh, hmm. that there was actually no room left yes a census was being taken yes people were traveling but there's always a place to stay yeah. and they end up in a cave actually not a manger right uh, which is a hole in the side of a hill that's the word used and that's how ah. you, that's how we look at manger that's probably one of your next questions so, yes okay. it
1: was number we'll, four yeah, that we'll Jesus was born then. in a stable yeah, we'll stop
0: there but <laughs> the, the chances are high that it was more of a discrimination against Joseph and Mary mm. uh, for one thing they weren't married remember true and uh yeah. The second thing is that um, uh, they were from a poor uh, background. The family name would not have been as recognizable as other family names, so it's very likely they were just asked mm. to move on down the road. There's no room <laughs> for you in yeah, this end. Yeah, true. I like that story, though, yes. by the way, because, that, yeah. because it reminds us that even Jesus was discriminated against.
1: Mm.
0: It reminds us that he did not use his power and authority that he could have used on all those around. And there, there's... There's something to that, that to be a Christ follower is not to have great power, but to have the ability to do something or the power to do it and not do it, mm. to with, to restrain what you could do for the sake of a greater cause. And that's what God did in Christ.
1: Amen, brother. Hmm. So Jeff, you stole the last one in the last oh, break. Oh, sorry. Jesus was born in a stable mm. or barn. So mm. you said he was actually born in a cave.
0: Yeah, uh, That's same. Cool. In this case, though, probably the same thing. It's where you would keep the animals out of the cold, and there probably was hay, and there would have been a manger or a a, a, a little wooden uh, bed, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, where you would put the hay to feed the animals. And <laughs> the word used again, the idea there is that he was in a place. Uh, Outside the city uh, so sometimes when we see the movies, they just go from the end and then right down the road, there's the cave. Yeah, hey, that's cool. No, they probably had to travel a little bit of distance yeah. and Jesus was born among the lowly of society. Again, mm. to show that he came for those who are marginalized, who are outcasts. As a matter of fact, just to throw this in here, mm. the genealogy that we don't like to go through in Matthew and Luke, you know, it's a lot, so-and-so beget, so-and-so, so-and-so beget, so-and-so. Well, I really, always
1: skip that because at yeah, the beginning of the passage. I used to. <laughs> I
0: used to do the same. Do you know in that genealogy, there yeah. are three women listed? In a really? genealogy in Jesus' time, you never do that. No. You only list the men. Yeah. The reason the women are listed is these are three women. And the three women that are listed, you know, Rahab, Tamar, um, yeah. <laughs> you've got some women here. It, yeah. it, and I think that there's it's intentional by Matthew to show you that this is a Jesus that doesn't just mention all the high rollers in his family. Mm. He mentions everything. Everyone who's in his family Because we're all equal in the side of God No matter what we've done, no matter where we've come from And those who come by faith Receive a gift, a very special gift That began in the manger
1: mm, This is so good, mm. I love this Pastor Jeff Fiennes is with me in the studio tonight We are almost up to number 5 That's coming up very soon Of popular misconceptions about the Christmas story <music> Ready for number five? Number five. Okay, this is the last misconception about the Christmas story that Jesus was born on December the twenty fifth. Mm. Why did we pick December the twenty fifth? And uh, when is his actual birthday?
0: Yeah, no one knows for sure. Most probably April, which is when we celebrate Easter. Easter, but there are Ooh, other yeah, scholars who believe. Yeah, <laughs> other scholars believe that it would also very good chance of September, and a lot of that is based on the weather conditions or uh, who's in power at what time, what decisions are. Being made, that's a long conversation mm. that would take a long time. <laughs> but the, it it is it does come from biblical references, and it also it also tells us a little about a bit about uh, uh, Herod and mm. when he uh, issued the decree, and why, and what time of year that would be done. So there's a lot of things involved there. But here's here's what's interesting about that question. Mm-hmm. Even though we know Jesus most probably was not born on December 25th, why do we celebrate that? No one can really answer that until about the third or fourth century, because by the third or fourth century, it is accepted as the day. Mm. We just don't know how it got to be the day. A lot of people think that it, it is associated with winter solstice, that it is just the season that the pagans had already developed for a holiday, and this is important. Mm. But what the Christians have been doing is taking pagan holidays and redeeming them. So when somebody comes to me, why do you celebrate Christmas on a pagan? I say, dude, don't you realize that's all? Christianity has been doing this for centuries. <laughs> <East> they <time. laughs> take something they take something pagan and they redeem it. Yes. The world is pagan, but we're, we're trying to redeem it. We're trying to restore it. So mm. sure, we're going to celebrate Christmas and Easter, and yeah. it doesn't matter if they're associated with pagan holidays. We're not celebrating the holiday. We're trying to redeem it for good. <laughs> the Jesus people, the Jesus followers, brought hope. Hope was not something that was in the world before Christ. History was seen as cyclical, that ups and downs, up and down, up and down, but it's never going to get any better. When Jesus came, he gave us the hope of new life. Mm. And so in January 1, what do people still do today? Oh, I'm going to start going to the gym. Yeah. There's the hope that things will change. You're hoping that the next year will be better than the previous year. But that was not something the ancient world believed. The Christians, the Christ followers introduced that, that every year you would have the possibility of a better you, a better life. And it's because of the hope Christ brought. So December 25th, January 1st, that's the Mm. impact that Christ had on the Western world and still does today. That's
1: awesome. You cannot
0: escape the influence of Jesus in Western civilization.
1: Oh, amazing. It's been so great to having the studio Pastor yeah, I love Jeff. Being thank, here. You. thank you one last thing before you go yeah christmas time in the u.s it's snowy it's magical here in australia it's hot and it's just not as great in my opinion what is your favorite part of christmas in the u.s well, i grew
0: up in tennessee which is in the southern region of the, of the united states and we did get snow and it, it almost like we got snow every christmas so basically from the middle part of america All the way east, northeast, southeast, you get snow other than Florida. You get snow and cold. And what's really beautiful is when my mom was still alive, she would take me – for a walk on the first snow and you'd see the snowflakes coming through the city lights and then they would rest and sparkle on the trees all through the city. I remember those times. Those are times that are very special to me still. Yeah. But I live in Southern California now so I'm like Australia. Oh. We don't get any snow. It's probably going to be 25 degrees on Christmas Day. Okay, I feel so, a little bit better yeah. now. <laughs> so now we go out in the backyard and do the Barbie oh, and so jump in the pool. There you go.
1: And what do you throw in the Barbie?
0: Chicken and steak, mostly. No sausages. Not a big sausage fan, but chicken and steak and then we'll have... Uh, pumpkin pie and ice cream and uh, coconut cream pie, chocolate pie. and Pumpkin then my pie. Da- oh, yeah, pumpkin that's pie. That's
1: something that I just don't understand. I me mean, neither. It's, it's an acquired
0: taste, too, it's because a- it, the first time I had it, I've yuck. i never tried
1: it. I'll but, have to try it.
0: All right, let me tell you the truth about pumpkin pie. Nobody really likes it. <laughs> so what they do is such a tradition. They just pump a bunch of ice cream and whipped cream on it to help yeah. it go down easy. <laughs> oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Jeff. <laughs>